saw this one time on the internet. I did a podcast. I did a podcast. You did one? I did a podcast. You want to introduce yourself? My name is Rob. Hey Rob, my name's Hunter, and uh, what are we doing here? We are podcasting to the masses. The masses? Yeah, we're able doing to... Doing a black mass? We're doing a black mass. We're, black we're, Sabbath? We're able to get our words out to everybody in the whole wide world. The whole wide world. And Rob... Rob, it is so nice to be talking to 100 million people across this fine world of ours, isn't it? Well, at least 100 million, usually 105. How, uh, what do, you, what do you do to prepare yourself for our shows? Well, first I go into our little, speaking of, uh, you know, black mass, I go into our little black box, mm-hmm. and I open it up and I take out all of the money that we've saved over the past, you know, how long has it been now? Six months, eight well, months since I, the uh, since the afterscape happened. And I think you need to remind the viewers we we invested heavily before the collapse, uh, primarily in gold. So when you pull the money out, you're talking about gold. Yeah, it's, right. like, it's like literally gold, except it's paper money. Paper money. It, most of it's on the internet, actually. But the point being that we have a lot of money, and yep. we use that money and we give it to Comcast. Yep, Comcast. Uh, we give it to Comcast uh, because we believe uh, sincerely that. Uh, the pay-to-play system is the way to go in this country. You know, the only way for us to reach our 100 million viewers, 101 million viewers out there is to pay-to-play, right? The only way that we are going to be able to stop BitTorrent is if we, you know, pay the money that we have and you don't. Yep. And we get to uh, have more internet than you. Yeah, so uh, so how much does this cost us on a <clears throat> monthly basis? More than the average person knows about. Yeah. Or could even conceive of, even. Yeah. It helps, it helps that we're heavily involved in the Illuminati, right? So we have access to a lot of food. It, it helps that my grandfather was a stonemason. It helps that, you know, uh, I'm part of what's called the 1%. Yeah, you're a one, one, one poor centaur? One poor centaur. Yeah. And uh, I, I have one placenta. And yeah. it also helps that I eat polenta, which is a rich person's food. Yeah, it really is. You know, that cornmeal, not in your, not in your average poor person's mouth. Am I right? Nah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh-huh. So, uh, net neutrality. Um, it's dead. It's, it's dead. It's dead. Thank and, God, and right? We, and we kind of killed it. We helped. We did our part. Because what, what, what it boils down to is that if you have a situation in which you have an even playing field, then you just, it, it leaves the door open for like one big giant to come out and say, fee fi fo fum I am going to take over the internet. And that's yep. that's a slippery slope to fascism. Yeah, it's unhealthy. Speaking of slippery slopes to fascism, slopes to fascism. the movie Fifty First Dates exists, and there is a minor character in it by a semi-racist, semi-funny comedian named Rob Schneider. I don't know anything about Rob Schneider. Who's Rob Schneider? Rob, Rob Schneider is... Wait, he has your name. You have the same name. What's your last name, Rob? So wait, you could be you could be Rob Schneider. Fuck. Oh man. I No, my name is Galberg. I just Galberg. Okay. Okay. Alright, we we dodged a bullet. So you're not related to this man. Despite the fact that you have the same name. Exact same name. Exact same name. First name. Exact same first name. R let me just look at this. R O B and then let me pull up my driver's license. Uh R O B. Oh, Christ. You are the same person. This is worse than I thought. So, tell us about yourself in relation to Rob Schneider. Uh, I was born in 1991. As was Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider was probably more likely born in 1976. Yeah, Maybe before that. Centennial, baby. Centennial, baby. Bicentennial, baby. Now, the thing about Rob Schneider is that he's Rob Schneider, and Rob Schneider uh, is... Has never carried a movie. I mean, like, yeah, there was that movie, The, uh... The Animal. The Animal, and there was The Hot Girl... The hot uh, girl. I don't but uh, neither of those movies were carried so much as they limped along. Well, I don't know. I mean, I will say the animal 
did gross two hundred million in the box office, so real success on his part. Yeah, well, uh, he's a very wealthy man, and as a wealthy man, I think he has an opinion, right? As, as a uh, wealthy man with an opinion, that means his opinion is more important than yours. So he gets to be on the front page of the Drudge Report. Drudge Report. What did it say, Rob? It said, "No joke, comedian Rob Schneider blasts Obama." What did he say? What did Rob say? What did Rob Schneider say? <laughs> what does a little comedian want to think about the U.S. government? He thinks that we're on a slippery slope to fascism. You know, and I feel the same way. I feel that, you know, if my money isn't going to be uh, uh, seen as a, uh, you know, as the most important part of my character, if I'm not allowed to voice my opinion using the dollars that I've accrued over my life and involvement in, you know, any number of semi-legal institutions... <laughs> It's fascism. It's already fascism. Exactly. You know, I mean, money, money is speech. I think that we can agree about that yeah, because I can take my dollar bill, rip a small little hole in George Washington's mouth, and they can go, I'm George Washington, yeah, or, and I'm on your money. And it, on that little piece that you ripped out, you could write some opinions, too. You can also, like, read that. the words in it, and the words that it says in it are, in God we trust. I trust Rob Schneider as much as the next guy. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in Rob we trust? In Rob we trust. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so has Obama... Has Obama responded to Rob Schneider's blistering attack? You know, I don't know. We haven't gotten that headline in. I'd be surprised if he didn't. Mm-hmm. Look, here's the deal. Let's see what Obama's been dealing with right now. There's a crisis in Eastern Europe yeah. that threatens to throw a lot of things out of balance. Mm-hmm. There is uh, now this new report out of Benghazi. 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 That's, that's threatening to possibly put John Kerry out of office. There's so many things that he's dealing with, not the least of which one of the... I, the, the man at the pinnacle of the comedy. The, the tippy top. It goes like, you know, Rob Schneider, Lenny Bruce. Yeah, Lenny Bruce, yeah. Phyllis Diller, and then I think it's like a tie between, like, George Carlin and my mm-hmm. Uncle Steve. Yeah, yeah uh, Steve's a really funny guy. <laughs> a funny dude. Was a funny guy. Rest in peace. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, <laughs> so, like, you know, if, if, once you have that sort of voice of the people, yeah. you know, saying, we're on a slippery slope to fat them, then mm. you have to listen. Did he say it with a funny voice when he said it? Was he, like, doing his best Mexican accent, quote-unquote? He was probably doing it in some offensive accent, and he probably had too much brown makeup on when he did it. Yeah, probably. It was Like most of those movies. Yeah, but maybe he was trying to speak on the same level as Barack Obama. As an individual of color, maybe, you know... Rob Schneider was attempting to to speak the same language, right? Uh, attempting to in uh, an offensive was, voice, but maybe, like you know, maybe he was uh, doing his best Kenyan. Um, you know, uh, your best Kenyan is never a good Kenyan. <laughs> that, is, is the problem? Uh, that is definitely probably the case. Um, you know, so uh, Rob Schneider uh, had some opinions. Obama, you know, you were saying might respond, probably will respond. He's a busy man, and part of that means responding to all threats. Right. From, from at home and abroad. At home and abroad. And while Rob Schneider is not abroad, he's a man with a penis. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Uh, he also, like, has a loud mouth. And, uh, while, Super loud. Uh, uh, albeit he needs to shut it sometimes. Sometimes. Like right now. But, you know, if he's going to say we're on a slippery slope to fat them, or... Funny voice. Cue funny voice. Cue funny voice. Cue fart sound. Cue laugh track. Cue the zany trailer with... Current hit pop songs and and a symbol rush in there somewhere to show that he has the potential to change. Also, also, you can guarantee he's going to get hit in the nuts in the trailer, in the trailer, and also in the movie multiple times in the movie. Yeah, because physical comedy is the best comedy. Exactly, because you know it goes, you know, uh, 
Rob Schneider, in terms of physical comedians, it goes Rob Schneider, um, Chris Farley, really John don't... Belushi, and then, like, I think it's a tie between Phyllis Diller and Michael Steve. I think there are two really important things here that we need to unpack. The first of all, the first of which is, Rob, you are great at ranking comedians. Secondly, the fact that we're explaining uh, prop comedy and physical comedy on a, a podcast, I think, is a really novel. We haven't even we haven't talked about prop comedy yet. That's prop entire, comedy. That's an entire different bag. I mean, it goes Rob Schneider, <laughs> Gallagher, <laughs> Carrot Top, and then it's like a tie between Penn and Teller and Uncle Steve. Steve top five every time. Yeah. <laughs> Steve can't be outside the top five. Um, so, uh, so Rob, as a fellow Rob, what would you recommend that Rob do in the future? Uh, quit comedy. Quit comedy. He's not, he's already at the top of all three of those lists. Right, so you can't go any higher. No, right? and I think Gallagher right. deserves his time at the top of one of those lists. Yeah. So in terms of prop comics, you know. That would be him. And then maybe your Steve takes on... Steve, know, Steve, uh, he's dead now, so. Uh, maybe it's the next topic then, Rob? That'd be a good idea. You move on a little bit. You want to get off this, Rob? I know a lot of Rob talk. It must be confusing for you. A lot of neurons are. Here's a question. Your name. China's a big place. Yeah, a lot of people. Place for Rob Shiner, right? Yeah, I'm sure he's been there once or twice. Mm, now, how many Roberts are there in China? There's a lot in Scotland. There's a lot in America, even. A handful, probably in China. Probably a handful. Handful. It's at least awesome. a handful. It's a, it's a statistics game, right? You know. Yeah. Uh, statistically speaking, there has to be at least one Rob. Uh, at any given point in time in every country in the world. Yeah. It's, it's a numbers game. What about Andorra? Andorra is super small. Andorra is super small, but there are 7 billion people on this earth, and I don't know, I'd give it a shot. Yeah. Maybe but Roberto, like, Roberto, right? That doesn't count, it's different. It, it's uh, different. I guess. It's, it's different. The same, it's the same base name. Same base name, but it's different, because you fine. wouldn't say, like, uh, um, uh, like, Sasha... And yeah. Alexander are the same person, even though it's the same name. That's true. That's true. Although, I would argue that Robert and Roberto are a letter apart. So that's, that's, <laughs> Sasha that's, is a nickname for the Russian Alexandra. Yeah. Which is Alexander. Right. Again, spoken you're, funny. You're, you're pushing it pretty hard. I'm, just say, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, you know, a letter is a letter. It's not that much. I'm willing to give, give them that. Yeah, but um, my name isn't Robert O. It's, it's Robert. Yeah, I mean, you also have a terrible Andorran accent, so you're probably not going to Andorra. I wonder what an Andorra accent sounds like, because it's like French and Spanish mixed, right? Yeah, it's probably like a... It's probably like really a, sexy if a sexy person says it. Yeah, it's, that or it sounds really weird, because like the two sexies overpower... It's just like those weird mountain people, they live in the valley... They speak they, goat, exclusively. They speak exclusively goat. We were talking about China. China, we really digressed. China, uh, why were we talking about China? What were you, what were you getting at? Uh, what does FT stand for? Uh, I don't know, probably Finance Today, or Foreign Times, or Free the... Fudge Poland. Tuesday? Fudge, Fudge Tuesday. Tuesday! Okay. Fudge Tuesday says... What does Fudge Tuesday say? Uh, this headline says, China, colon, on top of the world ellipses. I think there's a lot there. So I think, I think what they're getting at is if you look at a map, if you look at a map today, you'll see that uh, the United States is towards the top of the map. But also, so is China. Right. Uh, we've got a map inside here, and if you look at the uh, if you look at the map right now, I'm pointing at China right now, Rob. Huh? Can you see uh, how high, how far north, how up China? Pretty is? high on the lats there. It's on top of the world. It's on top almost. of the world. The only thing in China's way is Russia. Yeah, but only part of Russia. A little bit of Russia. Like, okay, so Vladivostok. Oh, blah. <laughs> but down. so, but I guess I, guess, I don't. I think. I think. Am I, I think, reading this wrong? I think that what the what the what the what the what the point of the article is. Yeah. Is that China 
is figurative, figuratively. Oh, so, figura- it's not, so it's not actually on top of the world. Be- no, because like, what, what does that mean? North is arbitrary, man. It doesn't I don't mean know anything. what you're talking about. As like, a geography major, I know that north is true. Yeah, but at the north same time, you, you get out of you up. get out of space, and like, you know, it's not like you can go right or left in yes, space. Yes, you can. You can go right and left in space. There are absolutes in space, my friends. No edge in space. I I went to a prestigious liberal arts school and got a degree in geography. I know there are absolutes in terms of directions. Rob. I majored in English, and I'm telling you that there's no such thing as an absolute, that we all have the dark and the light inside of us. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Okay. Uh, anyway, so trying to... I think just, like, the implication here is that USA is no longer number one. Mm. So on top of the world, you mean the world rankings? Like, yeah, US has fallen off that number one spot. In the it world goes country. like you know, China, yeah. Rob Schneider, Gallagher, Carrot Top, and US, Steve. Uncle Steve. Yeah, top US is in that top five. Uncle Steve is close sixth, right? Sure. Um, wow, and you know, I think I think one of the big concerns has been China's economy has grown so tremendously, right? Maybe yeah. that's what they're getting at. That like China has a bigger economy and more purchasing power than the United States does. Yeah. How does it feel uh, to you uh, to no longer be able to buy the way the Chinese do? Uh, You know, honestly, I like Chinese food. Yeah, Chinese food's pretty good. And I use, like, almost all of my my income, which is none, to to buy Chinese food. Yeah, so, so you actually, you feel, like... Like you're in the same boat as the Chinese today. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I live in a bunker underneath the world, but, I mean, bunker underneath the world, Tiananmen Square, it's, you know, apples and oranges, same thing. So, as an average Chinese citizen, Rob, uh, what are you doing with your increased purchasing power, and what do you want to accomplish in the next five years, ten years? Uh, I'm putting it away for, um, you know, basically when somebody tries to bump us off number one, because we're here to stay, baby. Yeah, here to stay. So you're, you're you're locked in on that number one spot. U.S. come at me, right? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Maybe, yeah, I'm basically setting a threat to the entire United States, saying, "Get at me, brah! I have the money now." Uh, and I have a I have a question. Obviously, the United States is a big threat. Um, you're in that number one spot. Who else are you looking at? What are the other countries that you're looking Ooh, at? I got my saying? eyes everywhere. You know, yeah. like I'm. I mean, Africa currently. Africa's a continent. Oh, you didn't let me finish my fucking <laughs> state, statement. Africa has seven of the ten fastest growing economies in yeah, the world, dog. and I don't, you know, I don't like upstarts. Yeah, so I find like I Nigeria. find them to be slightly, uh, slightly, uh, you know, seedy, a little bit seedy. Yeah, I uh, I know one word in Afrikaans right now. No, I, I know two words in Afrikaans right now. I rub my dick on expensive shut. That's that's all English. Okay, uh, I can tell you what the word table is, and we have a table. So let's let's remind ourselves. Uh, this is a game called Speaking Afrikaans with Hunter. Uh, so our word for uh, table is tafel. 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 Can you say that again? Tafel. So in the future, when you ask an Afrikaner for a table, like, sir, I would like to buy that table and take it home for my family, you say, sir, I would like that tafel so that I can take it home for my family. I would like to put my glass down on the tafel. That's good. And I had sex with my wife underneath the coffee tafel. That's really good. Oh, thank See, you. See, what you're doing right there is you're exploring. You're playing with new ways of seeing that word. So, Dennis, clean the cum and the shit off the coffee tafel. That's good. That's really good. Okay. How did you get it on top, though? That's the real question. It's tafel. Tafel. Toffling. Toffling. Uh That is lecker to use another Afrikaans word. Um, so, I mean, big, big thing, big news, China on top of the world. Um, what does that mean for the United States, Rob? 
what has happened to us? We have fallen it's actually, so low. It's actually interesting that you ask that because, yeah. you know, USA is always going to be number one. In your heart. But in other people's heart. And the thing is that most American hearts are rather clogged. Yeah, with, material... Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's clogged with the Big Macs and with the Budweiser and with the caviar or the gouts if you're a little bit of a rich man. But if I was a rich man, I would have gout, and I would still be number one. No, that's America's. It's America's. America's all. But the, so the point being that, like, you, nothing's going to change your heart because, like, your heart's clogged. Nothing's getting in there unless you get a robot heart. Let's get yeah, let's get a robot heart now. Um, so like, America's always going to be number one, but the rest of the world will not recognize them as number one. Instead, they're going to be sending all their business in China. I love China. Yeah. Just. Corporate overlords, FYI. I, you know, China, I'm totally fine with you. Um, now, does net neutrality exist in China? There is more censorship in China. A lot more censorship. Of the internet. Yeah. So, like, will it matter that, uh, uh, you know, uh, content creators online will not be getting the same sort of internet access and speed that uh, sites like uh, HBO Go or Netflix would be getting uh, if those content creators are under the watchful eye of Chinese police forces. I mean, I think the one thing to keep in mind is if you're an HBO or if you're a Netflix and you're looking to create content for the Chinese market, you know, don't create things like your houses of cards. Uh, don't do that because obviously that really only speaks to the diplomatic and political situation in the United States, not abroad. And it's something that people... Well, now, what about uh, Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, uh, it's good. It has a message that translates across borders and across languages, and that message is, kill the other guy before he kills you. I think also, that's... if you're not white, you're still, like, barbaric. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. Also, like, you need a pretty little white blonde girl to save you. With dragons. With, with dragons. dragons. If you're brown. These are universals. These yeah. are constants in all history that has been a thing. Also, look, it's rape, but it's not really rape. Yeah, obviously. As yeah. the as the show creators have as clarified for us, I think. Yeah. Pretty nicely. Yeah. Um <laughs> that yeah sounded unconvinced. Um yeah, it's just, you know. Just a little bit. I'm just, I'm I'm doing my best uh Game of Thrones showrunner right now. That was good. But I think I think what I'm getting at here is that, you know, the Chinese market is different from us. I think there are constants and I think we can play on those constants. But obviously <laughs> Kevin Spacey, he doesn't speak Mandarin. You right? don't know that. I Kevin Spacey is a very smart gentleman. Uh well yeah, I mean a probably a smart guy. Probably a nice guy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he smoked like a smidgen of Mandarin. If he smoke a smidgen of Mandarin. If he spoke. Oh, that P is important. I apologize. Yeah, P is important, said Kevin Spacey. Yeah. That's a gay joke, and I'm sorry. Was, I mean, was that a gay joke, though? Oh, penis. Yeah. You meant penis is important. Kevin Spacey, oh, we're not going to question his homosexuality. I don't give a flying fuck. Nope, he's a, he's a hero, an American hero. What's your favorite Kevin Spacey role that's Kevin Spacey? Kevin. What's your favorite Kevin Spacey role that's not Frank Underwood? Um, mm, question. I mean, there's a lot there. He's had some good roles. I think, uh, I think his appearance in Seven's good. Um, I think, uh, his, his work as Optimus Prime, doing the voice work of Optimus Prime is really important. And, uh, and I think, you know, it really shows that, that breadth of character. You know, this is an individual who can just as easily trans, uh, translate himself from, from, maniacal murderer to giant robot. What do you think, though? You know what's a great movie no. that people don't talk about enough? Driving Miss Daisy. Okay, there's two great movies that people don't talk about enough. Uh, I was going to say Pay It Forward. I don't know that one. Yes, you do. What is it song? What is it about? What, what happens? It's about this little boy who sees dead people. 
Oh, and he has this idea to do nice things for people, but only if they do nice things. So he blackmails. So excuse me, he blackmails people into doing nice things for him. Are they all dead? No, they die eventually. Is that the surprise at the end? No, the little dead boy gets shanked in the stomach by some ne'er do wells at the end of the movie. Where does Tom Hanks fit into all this? Tom Hanks is probably an executive producer on the thing. It's sentimental. It sounds like it sounds like the script for the Sixth Sense. It's not exactly Rob, the, the, are no. you are you taking the script for the Sixth Sense and rewriting it for your own purposes? No, because Helen Hunt was not is in the Sixth Sense. Is this your fan fiction, Rob? No, Helen Hunt was not in the Sixth Sense. Helen Hunt, I can never remember any movie she's ever been in. Ever. I can name at least three right I now. I know she's famous, and I can't recall any of them. Okay, she was in Castaway. Twister. She was in Twister, Twister. Castaway, and she was in Ah. Uh, what woman wants? March of the Penguins. She plays one of the penguins. Yeah, she plays the... No, she plays the sea lion. Mm. Uh, God, I hate that sea lion. Yeah, she was in Twister. Twister. But anyway, so, I mean, Pay It, uh, Pay it Forward is a great movie, and you know who else paid it forward? China. Somebody who just got sick from a camel and came to the U.S. Yeah. Because uh, guess what? Congratulations, America. The MERS virus is in the USA. You know, and, and I think... Uh, <laughs> Take it from us, a couple guys living in a bunker. You guys don't want to get MERS. MERS is a horrifying disease. Am I Why right, Why don't you Rob? go through the symptoms of what MERS does? Well, uh, for one, it causes uh, distended arms, uh, which is a, uh, it's a rare condition wherein the individual's arms dislocate at the shoulder and hang limply. Yep. Uh, it causes uh, bloody knuckles. Um, from all the times you punch the mirror looking at yourself and resenting your mere existence. I did this to me! Yeah. Also Helen Hunt. Uh, it gives you a uh, tooth rot, and it gives you a bad cough and fever. Uh, first symptom is always bloody knuckles. Um, follow quickly. Show me your knuckles right now. Clean. Awesome. Clean. Yours? They look okay right now. But that's because we live in a bunker and we have a filtration system. But again, if you find yourself with bloody knuckles, keep an eye out. You've got MERS. Am I right, Rob? You're right, Rob. Uh, and uh, But tell us a little bit about what we should do to uh, prevent MERS spread. Oh, I would uh, quarantine everybody with MERS and I would shame them. Shame I would them. put them into a quarantine room in, oh, I don't know, how about Walter Reed? Yep. And I would look at them and I would say, ha ha, you have MERS. What does MERS stand for? Meh, ew, Ricky sucky virus. Sick. Um, yeah, no, I think that's, that's really good, Rob. I think the other really important thing is to always wash your hands, uh, because that's the only way you can keep Demers. Demers off. The scary Keep Demers off. Uh, as long as your hands are clean, you're fine. If the blood is there, wash it off. Wash off What do you do with the, the washed spots. off blood? You wash it down the sink. Yeah. You don't ever lick it. Don't ever lick all the washed what off What if blood. you wallow in it? Uh, don't wallow in the blood. Uh, don't focus on it. Just wash off the spots. Wash off all the spots. Get rid of the spots. Please get rid of the spots. Why aren't they coming out? Get rid of the spots. Uh, so that's been a that's been our little bit of uh, merge. A little bit of a PSA for you. You're welcome, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> Obamacare, am I right? More like Obama doesn't care. Yeah, more like Obama is going to get you sick with the MERS. Oh, he got you. He got you. Yeah. It's his own little invention, right? Uh, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so speaking of... That's a slippery slope. Not to fascism, but to AIDS jokes. Anyway. Speaking of other horrifying illnesses... <laughs>
Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. Speaking of horrifying sicknesses plaguing the nation. Donald Sterling. Donald Mother Stupid Sterling. Those okay. are his middle names. Okay, so what happened was... What happened, Rob? There was this old, rich uh, uh, slaver, mm-hmm. and he, he hires these black people to help him out yeah. uh, on the field or on the court, as mm-hmm. the case may be. Uh, he's okay with sleeping with them. He's okay with you uh, being friends with them, but he doesn't want you to be associated with them. Wait, so are everything you just, but his penis is racist. Basically, are you, are you describing Twelve Years a Slave? What is this, Rob? I'm describing Donald Sterling, <gasps> who. Oh my gosh, it's real life. This is real life. This is real life. Oh my gosh, this is real life. I know, listen, Hunter. Uh, I have good news and I have bad news. What's the bad news first? Bad news always first. Okay, well that sort of ruins the joke. Good news first, so we get a punchline. <laughs> the good news punch is line. that the good news is that uh, institutionalized slavery in the United States is over. Thank God. The bad news is you were lied to, and we don't live in a post-racial world. Okay, now tell that joke in the reverse. We don't live in a post-racial world, oh, but no. hey, we don't have institutionalized slavery. Yay! And that makes me sound like a little bit of a bigot. Yep, Donald Sterling, though, is a lot bigger of a bigot. Because yep, Donald Sterling uh, said something along the lines of, to his uh, mixed-race girlfriend, 30 years or younger, you always know that like the person's going to be a bit of a scumbag when he can have a girlfriend 30 years or younger. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it was more than 30 years. I think she was more like 50 years, because she was 30 years old. He's 70. Yeah, so 40 years. 40 years. Split the difference. Split the difference. Yeah, we're, we're friends. Agree to disagree. <laughs> but basically he said, uh, you know, to his girlfriend, fiance, wife, I don't know, um, don't associate with Magic Johnson because he's black. Don't put him on your Instagram and don't bring black people to my games. Now, those are those are lofty demands uh, yeah. for a man who makes a lot of money off of black people. Rob, uh, how does this make you feel? As our resident... Well, see, the good thing about me is that I have this um, this thing. What's this thing? It's a little bit of a secret club. You have it, too. This thing is called white male privilege. Yeah. So I don't have to think about this. Yeah, but you do get to call this dude out hardcore, am I right? Right, but like, in so doing, it's not solving the problem because I'm just like, white male privilege, I get to make comments about race. Tell me a little bit about this club because I haven't heard a lot much about it. <clears throat> All right, white male privilege is a wonderful thing. I... Uh, it gets you in places. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, like, front of the basically, line. like when, when you have this thing, white male privilege, you have a foot in every single door. In America. I love doors. I love doors. You have so your foot much. in most doors. I got my there. foot in the door already. Yeah, basically. Oh, why am I not making use of this? I don't know. I bet I am already, aren't I, Rob? How did you pay for the bunker? <laughs> I maybe stole it. <laughs> <laughs> High five. Uh, now, uh, I mean, white male privilege. Um, I mean, basically, the thing is that like Sterling misused his white male privilege. He, he you know, went to his head. It went to his head. He inflated his. You got to keep your white male Power privilege trip. in your heart. I think. I think what's also really important with this guy is uh, not only is he white male and privileged, his privilege is a one point something billion dollar privilege. He owns. He literally owns. Like, not these people, but their contracts and therefore their futures and That's their families. That's a lot of privilege. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about scalar privilege, this guy, he's got it. He's got it all. He's got, got all. the privilege. So, why do you squander it, huh? Because he didn't think that he could be touched. See, white male privilege only goes so far. Oh. Once you reveal that you have it, oh. then you can get called it's out. It's like hubris. Because, yeah, a little bit. It's like, you know, you can, you know, like, for me, I can walk around and I can, like, get the jobs that other people can't. Mm-hmm. I can take advantage of uh, institutional systems that have existed hundreds of years before hundreds my birth. Of years. Uh, but as soon as I say something like, isn't it so great being a white person, then I lose that privilege. 
That's and great. It's yeah. It's, it's like it's like kryptonite for white people. It's like Eliza Thornberry. She has this great thing, but she can't talk about it. She mm. can talk to animals, uh-huh. black people, basically. <laughs> but as soon as she tells people, hey, I associate with black people, then uh, Nigel Thornberry says, don't bring this to my games. Wow. So Nigel Thornberry is a speciesist, then? We no, should call it cancel Nigel. Hashtag. Hashtag cancel Nigel. No. I believe that's right, right? I mean, that show has been off the air for how long now? So we won already. So we did it. We did okay. it already. Um, that was that was easy. No, but I think I think I think you're right there. You know, I, the idea that a person would have the audacity to just say "Don't do this" because I can, right? Uh, is pretty outrageous. I will say, I don't think that's his only weakness. His only weakness is that like he should have realized that like, oh yeah, I told my girlfriend to record every conversation. Maybe someone's going to get a hold of it because iPhones. That was dumb. I will go one step further and say he's got a bigger weakness. Do you know his bigger weaknesses? Small penis. Prostate. He's got a prostate. Oh, I get it. Yep, we're on the dying. Yep, he's dying. So, uh, death, it finds all of us, even those of us with uh, white male privilege and $1 billion worth of white male privilege. Uh, Rob, as we prepare ourselves for our own imminent deaths, uh, what do you think we should do? Well, well, what would you recommend to uh, Mr. Sherwin? What I would recommend to you is that Me. you stop. I'm not going to go down this road. I've already been a little bit of a bigot this episode. Super bigot. I'd recommend to Donald Sterling, hey man, enjoy do your it. last couple of months. Don't do it. Don't do not do it. By it, I mean file lawsuits attempting to extend this thing. I don't think it's I don't think that's a good idea. If you're listening, Rob, uh, Donald, we know you're listening right now. We know you're listening. You know what's interesting? Fine. The head of the NBA's name is Silver, so it's like Silver. Sterling Silver. Ha ha ha. That's cool. It's, yeah, it's like, it's like a writer thing. Yeah, I don't get it. What's the joke? It's a writer thing. Like Sterling, oh, like Sterling Silver, oh my gosh, wait, what if this is a long con on all of us? What if someone wrote Sterling Silver like precious metals? Right. Think about it. Think about it. It's a conspiracy, folks. Don't leave your houses. Don't leave your wives. Don't leave your husbands. Don't leave your children. Donald Sterling, if you're listening, someone, you'll probably die, right? You'll probably die. Eventually. He'll probably die unless, like, he can use that white male privilege to get a new prostate. I don't know. We'll find out. 